thank you for tuning in to AnchorCast. Please remember to subscribe and follow us on social media at Anchor Nights to get the latest updates about events, meetings, and uploads. We hope you enjoy today's episode. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God. Let's pray together. Jesus, as we come into this place tonight, Lord, and we dwell on your scripture, your powerful words that you spoke, God, I pray that we could receive the gifts of of wisdom, God. We can read this passage with clarity, God, that we'd see uh, how you want to point us and direct us towards our purpose, God. God, we just lift this night to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, Martha, Martha. Shake your head. So Martha, Martha. I like this passage. Uh, you may have never heard it before or you may have heard it a million times. But I hope that tonight you're here with some fresh ears. But um, we've got a few more weeks left of this series, okay? Couldn't be more excited just talking about that purpose that God has for us, that we're a unique people, each of us a unique person with a unique mission, right? A unique person with a unique mission to pursue and to fulfill God's purpose in this world and in our lives, right? That's, that's, that's what this series is all about. And the question, if you remember, is not if you have the purpose. What's the question? It's what is your purpose? Thank you. It's not if you have a purpose. The question is what is your purpose? I saw a news article this week uh, and it said, uh, like, the headline was like, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I can't even remember the headline, but it was like, Tobey Maguire is coming back to the movies after a, you know, long hiatus or whatever. And, t- like, you know who Tobey Maguire is, okay? He hasn't been in a film since, like, 2014, all right? But I, I think most of you probably know him as, like, the OG Spider-Man, okay? Yeah, dude. The, 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 the uh, Sam Rain. Sam Raimi, right? I think he's the director of the Spider-Man. Those were the good Spider-Mans, okay? New Spider-Mans are good. They're okay. Those are the good ones. That's where you probably know him. They're all good movies, except for Spider-Man 3, okay? And the, I, it's good. It's good. Like, when I was a kid and I didn't know what good cinema was, I loved it. You know what I mean? But now you get a little older, you see. Um, I think critics uh, agree the movie was kind of rushed. The plot line's kind of everywhere, right? It's kind of messy. Too much going on, really, if you, if you read the reviews. But it's kind of, like, it goes in line with Spider-Man's character in that movie. Like, Tobey Maguire, his, Peter Parker in that movie, he's kind of messy. He's kind of rushed. He's kind of got a lot going on. It kind of fits his character. And if you remember in Spider-Man 3, he, like, quits being Spider-Man. Right? He like, is like, I'm giving this up and I'm going emo. Right? And he does like the little hair flip and the walk. He's like doing the point and shoot. I'm like, oh my God, why? 
But like he kind of loses his way. He just got, he's, he said, I'm done being Spider-Man. It's too much. I'm too busy. I can't keep up with my girlfriend. I can't keep up with my family. My world's falling apart. I just, my schedule, I've got some bad scheduling and I need to give this up. And he gives up his purpose because he can't keep his priorities straight. <laughs> he, he doesn't have enough time in the day to handle what he's got going on. And you want to know what the next essential is to finding your purpose. The next essential to pursuing and walking in your God-given purpose, essential number six, is a balanced schedule. A balanced schedule. Write that down. We've gone through some good, good essentials in the series so far. We've gone through some great ones. Uh, a clean heart, a clear mind, use your gifts, right relationships, a healthy body, or if you were here for that healthy body message, it was more like a healthy relationship with your body. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to that one, you should listen to it. It's good. It's not what you think it is, I promise. And then, and, 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 like, listen, I want to tell you, listen, listen. If the enemy can't get you to believe that you can fulfill your purpose on your own, if he can't get you to believe that you can't, if he can't get you to believe that God won't, if he can't get you to believe that it's too late to pursue your purpose, if he can't get you to, to, to believe that you can't use your gifts or you have no gifts, if, if he can't get you into the wrong relationships to distract you, if he can't get you to believe that you're not good looking enough to pursue your purpose, if he can't get you with those lies, you know what he's going to get you with? He's going to get you with a busy schedule. That's what the enemy will get you with. And he will distract you from pursuing and achieving your God-given purpose by making you too busy to pursue and achieve your God-given purpose. You following me? And in our culture, this culture right now and in our generation, I think it's easier than ever. I think it gets easier and easier with every year and every generation. And I heard it put this way uh, that, you know, in the 60s, what was life about? Sex, drugs, rock and roll. What's it about today? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. But it's just so much easier to distract us, I think. And there's always something competing for our attention. There's always something ultimately competing for our time, right? I mean, a lot of you now, you know, young adults, you're kind of out on your own. you got to pay for that gas and that food. So you've got jobs now. You're like, man, a J-O-B. And you're like, I think I heard about that book of the Bible. No, no, that's Job, okay? But you're out here, you've got a job, okay? And, and what does a job demand? It demands your time, right? So you've got hours out of your week that are put aside for work. Uh, maybe you've got that. Uh, you have school. A lot of you are in college. Maybe you're on a break now. Maybe you're in summer school. You've got school. You're taking units. It's demanding you of your time throughout the week. How many have relationships that take up your time? How many of you have a boyfriend or girlfriend who's a little needy? No, don't raise your hand. They might be sitting next to you. Don't. don't you're going to get in trouble. You're going to go. But you know that uh, relationship, not this one, okay, but like another relationship where they're like really needy, and it's like they're always taking up part of your time, and by part of your time, I mean all of your time, your every waking moment. It's like, you hang, we're hanging out? Are we hanging out right now? You know what I'm talking about? Maybe you have one of those that demand a, a lot of your time. We have family events. We've got family events that demand our time. Uh, I am, now that I'm married, I've been married coming on two years, I have a family on another side now, so the amount of events and birthdays and bar mitzvah, no, nobody's Jew, uh, Jewish in my family, but you know, like, it, it, just like the amount of things going on is like double now. They're always fighting for my time. Uh, maybe church is kind of taking up 
too much of your time. <gasps> Blasphemy. You'll find out what I'm talking about in a bit. Just wait. Just wait. But we got all these things, right? Not to mention you got your regular chores. <laughs> you got to feed the dog. You got to take out the trash. You got to clean the bathroom. You got to clean up your room. You got to do the laundry and then fold and put away the laundry. Fold and put away your laundry. Quit sifting through that pile at the end of your bed, dude. Like, put it away in the drawer. I know you. I know you. You went to that pile and you got a clean shirt and you put it on and you came here. You have not put it away. It's been two weeks. Do it. I'm talking to myself. That was me, okay? I just went through the pile. I asked my wife <laughs> this morning. I was like, I need socks going through my clean sock pile, okay? But, like, listen, all these things, all this stuff, it piles up. It can pile up. It can make our lives so hectic that we have an unbalanced schedule that keeps us from living in a state of operation that allows you the space to pursue and achieve and realize the purpose God has for you. Follow me in this. Let's look back at this Luke verse, Luke chapter 10. Let's read it again. It says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, lots of Marys in the Bible, this probably isn't the one you're thinking of, who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and will, it will not be taken away from her. Here's what I realized reading the scripture, okay? Honestly, if you don't take anything else from this, take this. It's actually not in your notes because I, I want you to write it down yourself, okay? Listen, busyness blocks the blessing. Busyness blocks the blessing. Martha chose distraction. Mary chose better. You see what I'm saying? Is your schedule distracting you from better? This is why it's in the scripture. It's in here for a reason. I think a balanced schedule is critical for your purpose. So here's three ways. I'm going to give you three ways. Classic pastor, right? Three points. Three things are easy to remember, okay? Three. Here's the first one. Eliminate. Eliminate. John Comer He's a pastor of a church in Portland, and he, he authored this book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I don't know if any of you have read that. It's a really good book. I do recommend it if you're looking for a read, but it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. This is an excerpt from the book. It says, behind the scenes, Ortberg, Ortberg that's the last name of the dude, felt like he was getting sucked into the vortex of megachurch insanity. So he calls up Willard and asks, what do I need to do to become the me that I want to be. And he replied, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. And then he asked, okay, what else? And he says, there is nothing else. Hurry is the great enemy of spiritual life in our day. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. I think we often think of our lives and we think of it in the terms of what do we need to add to our life to make it better. We're always thinking about what we need to add, right? Like, that's like, I need more clothes. 
I need to add more money. I need to add a, 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 a better relationship or a, a relationship. I need to add a new job. I need to add a car. I need to add a the newest iPhone. I need that. I need that in my life. I need to add. It's all about uh, uh, addition, all right? I, 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 I think in a culture of addition, though, in a culture of addition, in a culture of addition, we miss the value in subtraction. In a culture of addition, we miss the value in subtraction. And we add more into our schedules, into our lives, that we no longer have room for the Spirit's leading. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Mary had chosen better, and Martha had been distracted. Rather than listen and be with Jesus, Martha was distracted by all that she had going on. Her, her busyness was blocking the blessing of time with Jesus. And Jesus says, you are worried about many things, but few things are needed. In other words, eliminate the unnecessary distractions. If you want to get your schedule balanced, you have to un- eliminate unnecessary distractions. Eliminate what is sucking your time and benefiting you least. What's eating your time and benefiting you the least? I- I've heard it put this way. Show me where you spend your time and I'll show you what's important to you. Show me where you spend your time and I'll show you what's important to you. So, so what things are sucking your time that really aren't important? What, what things have you added to your schedule that really need to be taken out, right? So we have more time to pursue our relationship with Jesus and in turn pursue our purpose. I mean, maybe you need to quit filling your time with Netflix binges, right? Like that's really sucking up all your time is 12 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Stop it, all right? But, but like, like, see, Martha, Martha, the thing that, that like I just really got about the story as, as I was reading it, Martha's the one who invited Jesus in. And then she was distracted by all she had to do. She was distracted by her busyness, by her schedule, and she missed the point. See, I I don't know what it is for you, but like maybe it's that second job that you got so you can make a little more money. You're like, I'm working part-time Starbucks. I can add a little part-time TJ Maxx, get a little clothes discount, you know what I mean? And you added that second job, but maybe it's causing you like major stress and anxiety trying to balance the managers and the schedules and the, you know, the new person and you're dealing with Karens every single day and it's just too much. And you know what? Maybe it's not worth the $8 an hour you're getting paid for five to 10 hours a week, all right? And what it adds to your schedule. Maybe that's it. Maybe, maybe you got to quit that job. I, I don't know. Maybe it's spiritual toll and mental toll it's taking on you is, is, is not worth it. Maybe you've said yes to too many things. Maybe what you need to do is learn how to say no. Learn how to say no. Look, I, I know some of you, it's hard for you here. You're people pleasers. <laughs> you will say yes to anyone and anything if it means no one's mad at you, all right? That's like you, you are a pe- chronic people pleaser. Like, yes, 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 I can do that. Maybe you need to learn to say no. And, 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 and maybe you've said yes too many times. Your, your schedule's so full, you don't even have a, a minute to breathe. Maybe you need to say no to your boss asking you to work overtime again. Maybe you need to say no to your cousin's baby's uh, uh, preparation preschool graduation ceremony uh, on a Wednesday morning. What? I I don't know. Maybe, uh, honestly, 
maybe you need to say no to another volunteer opportunity at church. I know that sounds weird. A pastor telling us no? Look, if you're serving at every service on a weekend, that means you're not getting fed in a service. That means that you're not in community and worship. That means that you're, you're not in community with those around you. Maybe you do need to say no. Maybe that's the first time you're hearing that, that church can overuse you. Maybe you need to learn to set some healthy boundaries. But if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest, you know what takes my time and distracts me the most? What robs me, really, of my time and distracts me the most out of anything in this world? It's not my job. It's not my family. It's not my wife or my dog. It's, you know what it is? It's a thing I carry in my pocket every single day of my life. This thing kills my time. It robs me of my time. And I know for a fact it's robbing you of yours. Let me tell you how much time it's robbing you. Listen, we spend, on average, this is across all generations, not just ours, three and a half hours on our phone a day. Three and a half. We have 24 hours in a day. It's, it's robbing you of a good chunk of those. In the top 20% of, of smartphone users, which I think is probably a lot of us in this room, the average is four and a half hours a day. You know what it breaks down to? A whole month out of your year is spent on your phone. A whole entire month of your year. You don't have 12 months of time. Now you have 11 months. Why? Because of this thing in your pocket. It robbed you. I mean, I think it's insane. That's not a projection. I think that's reality. That's, that's the studies they've done. And this sad reality, I think, is that if you and I were hanging out with Jesus tonight, if we were hanging out with Jesus tonight, I think the sad reality is it wouldn't take us long until we were like sitting there at the feet of Jesus and we're just like. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, did you, did you see where John was last week? Oh my God, Peter's crazy, dude. He chopped a dude's ear off, man. No, like, like this, this, this is, that's a sad reality. You know why I know that? You know why I know that's what would happen? Because you spend time with, you can spend time with Jesus anytime you want. You can literally spend time with Jesus anytime you want. In fact, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you, yet when it comes to reading a chapter of your Bible or spending some time in prayer, we would rather pick this puppy up. And don't tell me, oh, I read the Bible on my phone. Yeah, I know you do in between Instagram and TikTok, right? It's the, it's the in-between app, all right? That, that's how I know that, that it wouldn't be long. And, and, and listen, I'm 100% guilty of that. I, I will not hesitate to admit that I've spent more time on my phone this week than I have reading my Bible. I've spent more time on my phone this week than I have in communion with God. Isn't that sad? It's a sad reality. And yet so often we just say, oh, we're too busy. <laughs> we're too busy. I got too much going on. Listen, narrow your schedule to the things that are needed by eliminating the things that distract us. Narrow your schedule to the things that are needed by eliminating the things you don't. The second way to balance your schedule after you eliminate is number two, procrastinate. <laughs> procrastinate. Some of you here are like, yes, I'm a procrastinator. That's perfect. I have assignment due tonight. I haven't done it yet. Like, I, I totally, I'm there, okay? I, I'm a 
master procrastinator. I procrastinated my whole life. I mean, it just, it, it is what it is. I'm just really good at it. But uh, I heard this from Rory uh, Vaden. He's an author of the book Procrastinate on Purpose. And he believes that procrastination can help you get the most important things done. <laughs> procrastination, is, as I know, it has like this negative connotation to it, right? I mean, procrastination in the way we usually think about it is it, just being lazy. It's putting something off that we should do in order to not do anything at all. That's classic procrastination. I got something to do. I'm going to watch TV instead. Uh, nah, I'm going to go on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to put that off. That's, that's classic procrastination. But procrastination on purpose or procrastination with a purpose is recognizing that something is important, it needs to get done, but it can wait. Okay? This can be an absolutely powerful tool. I, I think so often our immediate time is taken up with things that can wait until tomorrow. I think a lot of our busy schedule comes uh, from, um, from things that take up uh, today when they can wait until tomorrow. For example, uh, the other night, Mac and I were having some people over the house, and anybody who, if you have your own space, or like maybe your parents, okay, they're like, oh my goodness, people are coming over, you need to clean everything right now in the whole entire house, just everything, I want it all wiped down, you know, you got parents like, yeah, you need a vacuum, you need a big up, and it's like this big old rush, well, we were having people over, and uh, it was about 30 minutes, 45 minutes before they're about to get there, and so Mac and I were doing the usual cleanup, stuff junk in drawers, right, push everything under the bed, you know, doing dishes, all that, and she, like, I'm like, I'm calm, because I'm like, everything can be hidden or cleaned really quickly, you know what I mean, we got enough closets, just shove it in there, um, but I could tell she was a little flustered, she was a little flustered, a little panicked, I'm like, baby, what's going on, what's wrong, we're going to have this done, this is going to be quick, and she's like, but I have to wash the dog, I was like, what? I was like, why do you need to wash the dog around? She's like, I'm not going to have time later. It's going to be late by the time they leave. I won't be able to wash her today. I was like, oh, snap. Is she going to be in a dog show today? I don't understand why she needs to be washed. And, and that's rude. That's rude for me to say. But I was like, baby, baby, baby. I was like, look it. The dog, was she stinky today? Yeah. Was she stinky yesterday? Yeah. Was she stinky the day before? Yeah. It can wait a day. Do you have time tomorrow? Yeah. Let's do it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Don't, sometimes we cause ourselves stress and anxiety by something that can wait until tomorrow. Procrastinate on purpose. Is it worth the anxiety and stress? That's some things we need to do. They aren't necessary to do now. And I, I think often I, I have to realize there's things that are important, but they can wait. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. Focus on what is needed today and what can wait until tomorrow. One of my favorite verses is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. It says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Are we filling today's schedule with tomorrow's problems? Are you filling today's schedule with tomorrow's problems? When we fill today's schedule with tomorrow's problems, you're missing out on what God wants to do in your life today. Do you see what I'm saying? I think once we eliminate the unnecessary things, once we procrastinate on purpose, <laughs> procrastinate with a purpose on the things that can await, number three of what you can do to help find a balanced schedule, number three is concentrate. Concentrate. Eliminate, procrastinate concentrate. I made it easy. We can concentrate 
on what is important. Sometimes I, I get a, like a little OCD. I don't know what it is. I don't have like official diagnosed OCDs. Maybe I need to see a doctor. I don't know. Okay, I, Mac is like, you need to see a health professional. I'm like, no, nah, baby, I'm good. But like I've got like a little OCD sometimes where like my mind is like laser focused on something and I cannot drop it no matter what. Like it, it can be something that's like, I start thinking about something, I don't know, a project that needs to be done or something that's broken. I'm trying to figure out a way to fix it or there, there's, there's something and sometimes my mind will get so fixated on it. It's all I'm thinking about. I'll be driving in the car, silence, no radio, and like 10 minutes in, McKenna's like, you okay? And I'm like, baby, I'm just thinking. She's like, I wonder what he's thinking about. And it's like the same thing. It's like something dumb, you know what I mean? And I'll just be like laser. It's like a little OCD. And what happens is it's, 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 it's something that grabs my attention and something that I'm concentrating on so hard that many times I miss a moment of importance. Like, it, 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 it's something I'm concentrating on. I miss something important because I'm consumed with something that's not important. My concentration will be in the wrong place on the wrong thing, and I'll miss some good moments. Verse 41 says, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed. In other words, some things are important. Or indeed, only one. Some things are important, but in this moment, only one thing is important. Only one thing is important. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. When, when I read this story, this is the end of the story. Verse 42, there's nothing after that. It's just this little story. It, that's it. That's the end. But really, I have no doubt in my mind that Martha didn't get that response from Jesus and was like, whatever, Jesus, and went back to doing her thing. I have no doubt in my mind that Martha didn't stand there and be like mad at Jesus for not telling Mary to do her work. I have no doubt in my mind that what happened is Martha got convicted and she realized she's been focusing on the wrong thing. And I think she realized the, important, the importance of Jesus in her home. She realized that what she had to do uh, had some importance, but that Jesus has more importance. She realized that what she had to do has some importance, but Jesus has more importance. And I'm sure that she turned her concentration from what was temporary to what was eternal. And we need to turn our focus from what is temporary to what is eternal. Focus concentrate. Put your energy into things that Jesus is calling you to, not just whatever's on your schedule. <laughs> and you know what? I think somebody here tonight needs to hear this. Maybe it's multiple people. Sometimes Jesus is calling you to simply rest. Sometimes Jesus is calling you to simply rest. I think many people miss, miss this, but Jesus wanted Martha, like Mary, to rest in his presence. Do you have time in your schedule to concentrate on resting? Does your schedule allow you to rest? And if it doesn't, it's unbalanced. I think resting is, an, is, is as important as working. I think that's why God in Genesis says that God took a day to rest, right? I think that's why he commanded the Israelites to take a day of rest. See, when you rest, you recuperate. When you rest, you recuperate. I think too many people are running themselves into the ground, and you cannot pour out when you are empty. 
You cannot pour out when you are empty. And you need to take the time to concentrate on resting with Jesus to fill yourself, your spirit, and your drive back up. As the band comes up and we get ready to close, I want to tell you, this is what a balanced schedule will do for you. This is what a balanced schedule is going to do for you. A schedule that's filled with the important things, okay? A schedule that has boundaries. A schedule that focuses on God. A schedule that focuses on rest and has a space for the Holy Spirit. This is what a balanced schedule is going to do for you. It will open the doors to your purpose. It will open the doors to your purpose. Listen, right now, I'm not talking about some mystical purpose that like, God's going to bestow on you. It's going to fall from heaven. Like we have been talking about like that big purpose, the big purpose for your life. But I'm not talking about that right here. I'm talking about a balanced schedule is going to open the door for your purpose. But I'm talking about your usefulness. Your purpose, just your usefulness. Like, we have things and they have a purpose, right? I hate when something is not fulfilling its basic purpose. It's my biggest pet peeve. You want to know some of my biggest pet peeves? Um, when you uh, are trying to open up a web page and you have full bars and it won't open, like it's stuck on loading, that, why? You're not... That makes me angry. I know it's such a first world problem, but I hate it. Okay, how about this? I hate when you get a shopping cart and one of those wheels is like, okay, and it keeps like driving you into that big wall, that like that white claw monument they have in grocery stores for some reason, and it's just like, it's like leading you right into that. I hate that. I hate carts like that. It's like you're not, you're not doing your purpose, dude. Um, I hate when airdrop on your phone doesn't airdrop, okay? You have one thing. That's your thing. And you're not doing it. I hate that. We've got this Swiffer at home. And it's, you know, you like mop the floors. Very adult things. And there's like a pad that you like you have a box with pads and they're wet. And you put them on and you Swiffer. It's very millennial Gen Z friendly. Okay. And so I love it. It's easy. All right. And, and, but we ran out of pads. So I had to go to the store. I had to buy a new box of the pads. Okay. Buy them. I get them home. I open up the bag leaky everywhere. It's like the, the cleaning juice is just free-flowing in the bag. I'm like, this is not good. You can't mop with dry pads, right? So I had to go back to Target. I was like, okay. So I return it. It's got like a little crack on the bottom. It was leaking. I go over to the section where it is. I grab a new box. I go to checkout. I put it in my cart with the one bad wheel. I'm going out to my car, and I see all of a sudden the, the just cleaning juice just flowing from my cart. I'm like, are you kidding me? I gotta go back again. And so I uh, took the box back in and had a crack in the same place, leaking from the same place. I'm like, box, you have one job. You've got one job and you're not doing it. You're useless. <laughs> Sometimes we miss out on our purpose because we have too busy of a schedule and we miss out on our usefulness in doing what God's called us to do. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. When you have an overly busy schedule, you're not feeling your basic purposes. You're too busy. You've got too much going on. Your busyness box a blessing, not just so you can receive it. Busyness blocks the blessing that you can be to someone else. Busyness blocks your usefulness. Busyness blocks you from being a a available <laughs> Busyness blocks a blessing from you being uh, available to meet a friend that needs you in a hard time. 
reality, uh, busyness uh, just blocks you from being able to follow the Holy Spirit's leading in your life, to, to, to pray for someone or, or to, to, to go to the people that, that are, in, are in need, that need God's love and God's grace and God's mercy, the main purpose that he puts you on earth for, to extend the love of himself, to be an ambassador of Christ. You can't fulfill that purpose when you're so busy, when you have an unbalanced schedule. I mean, you ever, you ever hit up a friend or a mentor and you're like, I'm going through something rough. Uh, can we meet? Can we grab coffee, dinner? I, I don't know. Can we just chat on the phone? Can we Zoom call? And they're like, ah, I got a lot going on. What's your schedule look like in a couple weeks? <laughs> I'm going through a hard time now. You're too busy for me. Is there something in your schedule? Can you remove it? It's like, no, I got to scroll through my iPhone for a couple hours today. I can't squeeze you in. You ever have that happen to you? Can we be honest and be like, we've been those people? Sometimes too busy, too much filled in our schedule of unnecessary things that we can get rid of so we can be the people that Jesus wants us to be so we can extend the grace and love of Jesus to others. Busyness blocks you from being able to follow the Holy Spirit and its leading. He, he, he blo busyness blocks you from connecting community. Busyness blocks you from being in a small group. B busyness blocks you from growing relationships, building each other up. You know what I see? when I read the Bible is that Jesus was never overly busy. Jesus was always available. Man, if we're called to live like Jesus, we should live lives that are available. We need to have lives where we have a schedule that's well balanced, that we need to make it an, an essential so that we can invite the blessing, so that you can leave room for the blessing so that you can leave room to deliver the blessing, <laughs> so you can be a conduit in the light and the love and the grace, because that's what God designed you for. It's your purpose. It's part of your purpose. Don't let your schedule determine that you can't be used by God. Don't let your schedule determine that you can't be used by God. Let your schedule leave room so you can be used by God. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for this series, God. As we go through the, these essentials, there's some that we probably have never even thought of in, in a, a schedule, a sermon about a schedule. God, what, what is this? But God, you are, you are moving and you're talking through scripture, Lord. And we know the story is here so that we can learn to focus on the things that are important, God, so that we can focus on the things that, that, that are eternal and not the things that are temporary, God. Lord, so we can make room and fill our schedule with more of you, Jesus. God, we lift it up to you. It's in your name we pray.